everybody. Welcome back to Superman and Lois TV Talk. This is our episode for Season 1, Episode 4, Haywire. My name is Robin. And my name is Derek. Robin, I want to thank you for holding down the fort last week when I couldn't be here. I was on assignment, and tonight it is Frank's assignment. We've sent him to the snowy tundra. I don't know. He's he's he's, he's unavailable uh, at the time of recording, so we must drudge forth. We promise we will all three be back together for... Uh, the finale next week, or whatever you want to call this hiatus, the, the mid first part of the season the, finale. The <laughs> we'll return for sweeps hiatus, but gonna take April off because who does anything in April? Uh, so yeah, MMA. have we ever? I was thinking about this uh, while I was eating dinner tonight, which is useless because you know I can't taste or smell. But um, not to harp on that. Sorry, after six months. Um, have have we ever recorded a podcast solo before? Ever? Solo. Surely at some point we did a Smallville episode, just the two of us. But honestly, one did not come to mind. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave that to the shoe historians. Yeah, exactly. That's a good piece of trivia there mm-hmm. for uh, shoe historians. Is that a word? Yeah. Uh, shoe story. <laughs> Shoe story, yeah, to come back. And, his, uh, his shoe stand? No, that doesn't work. Anyway, um, so regardless, it's interesting to be here just with you. This will be enjoyable. I don't because I, I can't recall having done this before. Yeah, this is weird. We usually have an intermediary. To, yeah, uh, yeah. We <laughs> usually gonna... we usually have a bouncer to yeah. uh, <laughs> keep us honest. So we'll have we'll, 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 his head. Yeah, exactly. So we'll have to. <laughs> We'll make do on our own uh, this evening. <laughs> Talking about this phenomenal episode of Superman yeah. and Lois, definitely my favorite uh, so far of the four. I, I was I was glued in on this one. It definitely kept my attention, and I was I was just really impressed by it. Uh, moment after moment after unfolded. Maybe because it kind of reminded me of another show that we probably talk about too much on here, and not only oh, that, yeah. but also it also kind of well. There was obviously a a character that reminded me of another character on another show we used to watch right. that was right. Superman uh, related, um, <laughs> but also at the same kind of at the same time it was like watching a season two episode and a season nine episode kind of run uh, parallel to each other the the, yeah. the different uh, plot lines. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you know. I... <laughs> It, it is strange. You know, I, I've been seeing the, the articles out there saying like, oh, this episode is just like that Smallville episode, yada, yada. But this was a bit jittery, I would say. <laughs> I had the jitters watching it. I got a little bit of jitter. Well, what was funny was I watched it. And so when Tag went to his room and was alone and he was like, stupid cast. And I was like, see, this, if this was Smallville, this is when we'd find out he's a meteor freak. <laughs> and and then he start he started vibrating the arm and I was like whoa okay he is a media freak <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of yeah well at least his mother isn't like webbed to the ceiling or anything weird like absolutely. that absolutely you know? absolutely <laughs> uh, but I I don't know I I I'm I'm thinking that this episode might be their way of introducing the uh, freak of the week f- format you know we've got a way it seems to turn regular people into, um, you know, super powered people. And then, oh gosh, we got so much to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. A ton. This is, this is going to be a stacked one because, (laughs) because there were elements introduced that have not been 
present in the first three episodes. So it was it was kind of turning a new page on this show. Right, right. Uh, actually, before we get into the episode, uh, there's not a lot of news going on right now. Um, well, when you take off, show. when you take off for a month and a half, that happens. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, I did want to mention I, I stumbled across uh, an article uh, titled "The Genial Earnest Superman of the Small Screen is the Hero We Need Right Now." I the saw this. Was, this was AV Club that ran this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anything that's like "Yay, Superman," I usually, you know, hone right in on. <laughs> um, and, you know, the article was good, but it really reminded me. Uh, you know, we did cover that 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 other. Uh, Superman show for mm-hmm. a time, and I actually went through and uh, did it again <laughs> on another podcast, and uh, it was really on that because I did do it from the beginning mm-hmm. myself uh, with the other podcast, my other podcast. We don't want to wait, um, uh, and, and we don't want to wait is the name of the podcast, folks. Let's tune yeah, in. <laughs> um, and and I, I was really struck looking up at looking at the headlines right around when the uh the pilot of smallville uh aired this was like a month or so after 9-11 so and and i really made the case of like you know smallville arrived at right at just the right time mm-hmm. you know we needed a little hope yeah. after after the towers fell yeah and and now we have superman and lois and this is in a post 2020 world you know, no matter what you say about, you know, you know, politics or whatever. 2020 was pretty terrible with COVID-19. Yeah. And I like well, the for, a, for a lot have... of reasons, not just COVID-19, but there was yeah, obviously they... a lot that that tanked that year. Oh, just, and, and, you know, some things are still going on today. And, yeah. you know, so I'm just my point is I, I, I'm really happy to have a, um, you know, a good Superman show on the air to kind of, you know, give you that hope, give you that optimism every week uh, that we so desperately need. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of amazing to get, I can't remember the last time I just kind of got lost in a TV show. <laughs> um, and I, I you know, I, I've record, I've done podcasts for shows, obviously many, a lot over the years and sometimes have that connection uh, with the narrative of the show, and sometimes don't. Sometimes I, I, sometimes I enjoy the show, and you know we've still podcasted about them. And sometimes that 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 doesn't happen as much. And in the age of binging, and you know Netflix and streaming, and everything's you know on demand and, and at your fingertips right now, um, it's kind of refreshing to go back to a period like ten years ago uh, with Smallville when Smallville ended, where. Uh, or 20 years ago when Smallville started, my God. Um, and, and at the end of every episode, be like, okay, Oh, I, I got a week. I got to wait a week. There's a week now. <laughs> I didn't do a week. I want to, I want to watch the next one now, but you almost, you appreciate it so much more too. I feel like, like right. it's, it's, I grew up watching television and I, most people say that, but I grew up being, you know, parented by television almost i mean i was that was that was, television was a huge outlet for me and i grew up with family ties and alf and growing like that was that those were all prime time mandatory viewing in my house like when those shows came on we got together as a family and we watched them and i did that with smallville so in and for this to be a whole like family narrative in this show uh of you know 
trials and tribulations of being a parent and and you know the changes in one life of losing a job or losing a parent and all those things like it just watching it play out like I, I and I mean this in the most charming possible way because this is a very charming TV show it almost has that 80s feel to it of <laughs> of of wanting to okay it's time for superman lois like like gather around the TV <laughs> like it has that kind of it doesn't you know it's not cheesy or written like an 80s show or anything like that but there was a time period where it was a very familial thing to gather around and and watch something together and this kind of has that same mentality for it to me but the 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 small screen superman that they're referring to plays out so well in in this kind of long form storytelling device Mm-hmm. More than it should. This show works far more than it should. I think that's the highest praise I can possibly give it, and I don't mean that as a knock at all. Um, because you know, you know me. I love Superman. Like I, that's my bread and butter. That's my Superman is my earliest memory of, of anything in my life. Um, and so that's you would think it would be priority viewing anyway, but it it's kind of made itself even more that for me. Mm. Yeah, and and it really is a I I you know I don't particularly watch it with my young girls. Uh, I don't think they're not very interested in it, but I think it is a family show. There is something in there for uh, adults and teens alike to uh, glom onto as their favorite characters. Absolutely, and, yeah. And different different dramas they go through. So yeah, um, okay. So why don't we uh, why don't we Actually, uh, before I get into, it, I mean, we we did you did send along some notes uh, for last week's episode, the perks of not being a wallflower. I did when I found out I wasn't going to be able to be on. I sent some over. Uh, you guys didn't cover all of them, which went while listening because because you guys record. You guys are amazing. I, I want to give. <laughs> I want no. I want to give Robin and Frank props because they are two of my best friends, and literally we met within the last 15 years because of podcasting and we're all spread out over the country, but it's, it's, it's very, it's very cool. Our friendship, like all of us, like our big group of friends, I'm, I'm always amazed by the different walks of life and everything that has brought us together. But I really, I really enjoyed listening to you talk, you two talk during the last episode and you finished recording and within 30 minutes, Frank was like, here's the episode. I'm like, you guys are just on it. <laughs> but you didn't cover all my notes, and I was I was going to harp, and then I I was wrong on some of them that you didn't read, so I was like, okay, good. I'm glad they didn't talk about them after the fact. Yeah, I remember that. I forget exactly what it was, but I was just like, you know. Actually, I'll talk about I, it. I'll, I, I'll, I could, okay, go ahead. Go I'll ahead. talk about the one that, I, that stuck out to me with the perks of not being a wallflower. I thought... Clark was getting stronger and was amazed at his own strength because of two instances in the episode. And for longtime listeners of Star Wars House of L, I actually texted my buddy Tucker, who I started she with, and said, did you notice these two? Because he's watching Superman and Lois as well. And I said, did you notice these two moments? And he said, yes, I did. I said, okay, I'm glad I didn't. I'm not reading too much anything, but apparently I was. I thought when Clark lifted the bridge and he waved at the fisherman and he looked at his hand and he realized he only had one hand on the bridge. He was a little shocked by that. And I was like, is Clark getting stronger? (laughs) And then later before he eavesdrops on the boys at the high school, he lifts the tractor up and it was kind of like, 
huh, you know, usually that takes a little bit more effort, but it was just, you know, he just kind of flipped it up. So I thought they were setting us up for like some all-star Superman kind of thing <laughs> where that was going to be like the season finale where we're leading up to, you know, Clark's dying, but he, you know, in that storyline, he gets stronger. And clearly I was reading, I've been watching too much WandaVision. <laughs> I've been watching way too much WandaVision. <laughs> For my own good. So that Mephisto's coming. By, Mephis- the, way. by the way, uh, Jordan is Mephisto confirmed. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so Morgan Edge, Mephisto. So I'm glad you guys didn't read that one. The other one you guys did read was my theory that I think Morgan is is has been strip mining for kryptonite. And um, well, we'll we'll talk about that when we get there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You may be right. <laughs> Who could say? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, today, uh, this week's episode is called Haywire. Um, do we know why it's called Haywire? Because that- everything just kind of went Haywire, especially okay. for Clark, because Clark was pulled in so many different directions. I'm giving it a lot of credence by saying that. I don't know. That was that was kind of <laughs> what I felt like when, when Clark was up against like three the boys and Sam and mm. um, coaching and tag and uh, and Kilgrave, like they were, he was just being pulled in so many different directions. I guess you could kind of, you know, if if Earl Jenkins was jitters, I guess you could say Tag was haywire. I don't know. He was going, <laughs> yeah. a, he was going a little haywire. Yeah, is there like a like a DC villain or special person or whatever named Haywire that they were just kind of you know hinting towards? I don't know. I assumed it was because. Uh, you know, all the lights hanging up in the barn, you know, there's hay and there's mm-hmm. wires. It, it all led to that moment. Only you would have connected those two things. Yeah. Yeah. So props. All right. So I'm obviously right. Okay, so, so clearly <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you and nobody else can because they're just listening and yelling at their iPods, iPods, iPods. Who's yes, listening on an iPod? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, well, I'm so glad everybody subscribed on their Zunes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right, so this episode's written by Michael Narducci, who is a writer for who was a writer for The Crossing, The Originals, and The Vampire Diaries. Uh, and, but also, this one's directed by James Bamford, um, big action director for uh, mostly for Arrow. Uh, he actually. Uh, uh, filmed the series finale. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also done an episode of Supergirl, an episode of Batwoman. But uh, oh my god, I opened up his IMDb and it is—it's uh, a marvel. It's—he's a—he was a stunt guy. He turned stunt coordinator. He's been working since like the early '90s. It just the IMDb goes on for ages. Um, but I—the one thing I pulled out of it that I thought it was a really fun fact. Uh, apparently, he originally played Gambit in X Men Two, but they uh, cut his scenes. <laughs> I mean, so, who can uh, say they played Gambit? I mean, not, very few in live action. So there you go. In One of the two best X Men movies. <laughs> um, of the original, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before you get to first uh, class and and Logan and all those, yeah. Right. All right. So I. I've broken up this episode into three uh, subdivisions, and uh, our first one we're going to be talking about is what's going on with Morgan Edge, uh, the whole drama with him versus Lois, and then how the Cushings get involved with all that. So 
Well, maybe we can kind of start in the uh, six year ago flashback that please kind of opens up. do because my goodness, I th- I thought <laughs> I kept thinking, did I miss an episode? Like I like I knew what happened at the end of Perks not being a wallflower with with uh, with Laura, but I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> um, they kind of just threw you in it right right out of the right out of the gate, didn't they? Yeah, I was like, okay, uh, we're, now I, we're in the middle of a meteor shower. Yeah. If I've said. <laughs> Somebody say <laughs> I could have sworn we saw Morgan drive by like a red pickup truck yeah. with John Schneider sticking his head out. Huh? Um, Crossover. <laughs> so they made sure to tell us that this is six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we kind of come up on to, uh, well, he's watching on this monitor that he has his little tablet He's tracking something. And then all of a sudden he's like on my mark and break. And the, the, the Humvee that they're all driving, uh, the whole crew of them stops right before this ditch. And in the ditch, <laughs> we see a pod. I'm assuming that's a pod, <laughs> a Kryptonian. It got knocked off course. I don't, I mean, it was Perhaps. small. It was small, right? It seemed smaller to me, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't and I know. just kept scrutinizing it. I was like, are the insides of that thing covered in blood? Is that like some sort of like lab experiment that perhaps got <laughs> dropped here? How does Morgan know about this? Was how was he expecting? He, this yeah, to there was there was an anticipation, obviously, with the on my mark break, the whole line there where they you know yeah. were, were dodging them, and then all of a sudden they were at the one they wanted to be at. I mean, there was some prior knowledge there, one way or the other. Yeah. And then he looks at the pod and he says, now the resurrection begins. Now, I don't think of like a pod is like resurrection. I would think of that like as birth. Like yeah, something that was that this chamber. That was my WTF because the whole I was already like, what's going on? And then, you know, then smash cut. And it was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. But I'm excited and I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to be here and I'm excited to find out. So let's keep going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they sure left us hanging. I think there, I is so many questions, but I kept on getting fixated on six years ago. Why six years ago? Yes. What's and the then, what's the the significance? How old is Sophie? <laughs> <laughs> and is she Canadian? Oh. <laughs> now what came out of that pod? Now we're getting somewhere. I mean, uh, she she did kind of think you know, she did kind of give you that. Did she just name Clark as Superman kind of thing? <laughs> well, we've heard how aggressive she's getting at school, so I don't know if she starts growing like you know. Yeah, I uh, didn't really. I, I I that was last week, right during the dinner. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah we're talking about, and I questioned that because I was like, really, the cute little kid from the pilot she went in yeah, the she's second episode. Like, she's bullying kids. <laughs> I was like, she's a little outspoken, but I don't really see her as being a bully, but whatever. Right. Well, her eyes turn red and then she starts growing spikes. It's a weird thing. Um. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Every six year old. Um, so we also get into the a bit of the uh, the what seems to be uh, a little bit of a uh, an attempt at a uh, seduction of Lana Langkush. Um, Lana doesn't fall for it, but boy, was I uh, during the uh, dinner scene where Morgan is uh, being as charming as he possibly can to 
Lana, I was like, is, are we, is this an indecent proposal happening? It, it was, well, I mean, it spun on ahead at the football game there at the beginning alone where he was yeah. like, where Kyle was showing Morgan around and uh, he was like, that's my wife, head of the cheerleaders. <laughs> she works for you at your bank. She, wor- she works for me. Yeah. You must join us for dinner. She's one of mine. She's one of mine. Oh, that's weird. Don't say it like that. That's odd. That's really odd. Yeah, that that was creepy. And then made even more creepy by the... I, you know, I kept waiting. She seems like not to the level of Lois Lane telling somebody else, but she seemed like... I was kept waiting for her to like stomp his foot under the table or something. <laughs> Some You know, with, with, without Kyle's knowledge. But she kept darting to Kyle. And obviously it comes to a head later when they're setting up for the... Uh, town hall meeting that uh, that she felt very uncomfortable, and he yeah. tells her that he that she's overreacting she, that uh, that he didn't he wasn't worried about it, and she's like, "It's not about you, you jerk! Like I don't care if you were <laughs> uncomfortable, I was uncomfortable." Yeah, what did you think about that? Because I you know I rewatched that I've rewatched the episode three times now, and I kept on kind of going, "Okay, so what was?" What was Kyle supposed to see during this scene? Because he was sitting there talking to her, and she was talking back. And I don't know. Maybe it was the content of the conversation. It's the language. But- it's it, it was the 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 verbiage used. It was it was the dialogue definitely that just came off as, bleh. um, and and. Yeah, and uh, you know I, the body language. I don't think so much. I mean, he was definitely tuned into her more than anything else that was happening at the table. Uh, that him being Morgan uh, Edge right. more than more so than anything else. But I mean, Kyle was proud. He was like, "Yeah, hit on my wife." Like you know, <laughs> that's going to get the town money. He's, I don't care. he's got such <laughs> such a love a man crush on Morgan Edge. He doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> care if he's going after his wife or not. Right. Right. Well, you know, he's like the Robert Redford, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Kyle's playing the Woody Harrelson He's role. the Woody Harrelson. <laughs> uh, yeah, that dinner scene started up with a close-up on a champagne bottle that is, uh, I looked it up, it's it's real champagne. It's G.H. Moom champagne. And I was like, oh, what, are we supposed to be impressed that this is a super expensive? Because if it's a real champagne bottle, then there's not like a... Easter egg here. So I'm like, well, what's the significance of having it so close to the camera to start off the scene? And I looked at, looked up the, the bottle and it's only like a $50 bottle of champagne. Ooh, so it's uh, not like, we're not going to be like, Oh God, it's like a 300, but like they, 50. they, they went for the big stuff. <laughs> I guess so. But, uh, I, it was just a very sh- weird way to enter the scene that uh, yeah. I was like, huh? <laughs> but, um, and yeah, <laughs> all, ran out all, <laughs> Ran out. I can't talk tonight. Ran all out of the Boone's Farm, eh? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boone's Farm. It's a good stuff. That'll take you back. Yeah. How would you feel if you sat down with, uh, you know, the like, say, the CEO of the company that you work for, somebody so high up? You sat down and he started just reading off your resume to you, <laughs> like, like he's been studying you. That, that definitely yeah. uh, is great. Well, you know. <laughs> A, a foot and a half from your face too that 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 doesn't <laughs> yeah. that doesn't help matter there's one thing across a desk but you know over champagne pouring you champagne i might add yeah. Yeah. pouring you and 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 mm. and yeah she wasn't there for that either she she wasn't having any of it 
So he's talking about her potential and, you know, he fixates right on her Mm -hmm. from the football game on. Mm -hmm. And then later on, you know, we, we assume that perhaps she is maybe uh, a prime candidate (laughs) that he's talking about at the end of the episode. What is it about Lana Lang that made him go uh, like, I'm assuming he's, with, with the the stuff that he's uh, he's found, we'll we'll talk about that more. But uh-huh. just kind of keeping it around Lana here, like that's he's thinking that she is a good candidate for uh, being maybe inhabited with some sort of Kryptonian or or just be juiced up with powers. I don't. I, I don't. <sighs> it's so broad that I don't even want to speculate because it could also <laughs> just be the complete opposite of that, mm-hmm. and he just wants her to be higher up in the company to, to use her as a pawn within mm-hmm. the town of Smallville. I mean, it could just be that matters too, but given on the back end, what happens in the episode, it's kind of hard not to connect those dots at the same time. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I was like, is it her looks? Is it because it's you know, like, he doesn't know anything about her other than he, she catches his eyes. So is he just like, I love to surround myself with gorgeous women. Yeah. Give yeah. them give them powers. <laughs> Can I say I was kind of when when we first started talking about the show and, and the sides came out and we, we knew who, who was gonna be cast and we knew there was gonna be Alana and, and her family, I was I, you know, part of me just wants to be like again. Like we did we <laughs> we did that already. And I hate to be that way. I love Kristen right. on Smallville. She did mm-hmm. a phenomenal job with the role. Uh, it wasn't her acting that was the problem, it was more, oh, some often, of the twists more often than not, the storyline she was given, and obviously, yes, that character went through some wild stuff in mm-hmm. the course of a decade on that show. But also, when you've got Lois there, and they're happily married, and they have twins, you're kind of just like, oh, you don't need to go back to the oh, first yeah. girlfriend mentality. But I have been more and more, and specifically in this episode, specifically with the interaction between her and Lois, um, pleasantly mm. surprised, not only by... Uh, the portrayal of the character, but also the, I guess the growth of the character as well. Um, from, you know, growing up and reading Superman comics and Superboy comics and, uh, having watched Smallville and if we haven't watched look, I watched, I watched four years of the original Superboy show, uh, <laughs> on the afternoons when I got home from school. So I, I know a thing or two about Lana Lang. So I, I've been, more and more impressed by the way they've rolled out this character and her family in this series. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that perhaps she might be seduced or simply, you know, possessed or something. I don't, yeah. Yeah. If whatever he does, I don't think it's something she's going to buy into. Like she, she seems pretty put out with him. Uh, from day one, uh, after that interaction at dinner, so I'm, I really, uh, I really think anything that would happen to her would probably be, either against her will or without her knowledge. Right. So we find out uh, she graduated magna cum laude uh, from Stanhope College, which I was like, is that a shout out to Connor Stanhope, the the young Lex Luthor? It's not. <laughs> oh, no, again, it's a comics thing. <laughs> again, you've been reading too much, watching too much Wandavision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
so uh, at, fun fact, the dean of uh, Stanhope College is Dr. Strange. Um, so, you know, we could probably expect – no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but what, yes, but when does Hawkeye show up? <laughs> uh, never. Uh, Stanhope uh, will be, uh, or excuse me, I'm, I'm misspeaking. Stanhope uh, in the comics was the uh, alma mater of uh, Linda Danvers, which of course is Supergirl. Uh, and uh, apparently, there is a tie-in comic to the Supergirl TV series that is, of course, in the same universe as this. That said that uh, Kara went to uh, Kara. 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 Kara went to uh, Stanhope as well. Wasn't oh. in the series, but the tie-in comic. So maybe, you know, maybe Lana and uh, Kara. Kara. It's kind of, <laughs> now that you think about it, and I know we've had flashbacks to Midvale and stuff like that, but it's kind of funny they haven't done a college episode yeah. uh, of that show. Because obviously, when we meet her, she's got a job and she's you know an adult. But but yeah, that would be right. an interesting episode. So in your final season, Supergirl, you need to have a, a college episode, there definitely, and make sure to obviously have there's Lang pop up in the background. I wonder if that's been you know I I have admittedly trailed off of Supergirl, and I wonder if that is a direct reference to dialogue or if there's a scene with a Stanhope diploma hanging up somewhere for her mm. at some point. I don't know. Yeah. Too bad yeah. you're not here, Frank. Yeah. Oh, well. I think he hosts a Supergirl <laughs> podcast, so maybe he could help us with that. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's he's doing uh, He's gearing up. For, yeah. He's gearing up. He's, he and Tim. He's, they're getting ready. Looking at all the clues hidden in the uh, the teaser poster they just released. So, <laughs> Which had everybody uh, but Supergirl in it. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. I, I'm thinking, yeah, Lana is going to get some sort of something. Something's going to happen to her that's going to, I mean, we brought Lana and Kyle together. It was a beautiful thing. Uh, this this episode, we had this beautiful shot of the sun coming through their silhouettes. Uh, and I'm thinking that Lana is going to advance somehow because of Morgan. And Kyle, well, his reputation in Smallville is going to be bankrupt after Morgan uh, completely screws the town. <laughs> so, uh, not looking forward to no poor Kyle. No, he's it's it's weird that you. I mean, he's not an anti-hero. You don't want to root for him, but you don't want to root against him really either. Yeah, it's it, it's it's kind it's kind of a weird character to to watch and be there with along the way. Yeah, he's the kind of character a lot of the people in the South would be like, oh, bless his heart. <laughs> As a representative from the South, I would agree with you. Yes, yes, yes. I speak That's for what they saw me. I yeah. speak for my people. Yes. Well, this is, but this is, you know, I mean, this is a big North and South podcast, so we have to every once in a while talk about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Speaking of my Sophie theory, mm-hmm. uh, did Sarah cover Sophie's eyes because she didn't want Sophie to light them up with heat vision during that moment or well um <laughs> boy we're not gonna even go down that road for just a number of reasons how about <laughs> I was gonna do an explainer and then I was like no no, no. that's a young child no. let's move on let's move no. on <laughs> okay all right so uh oh uh I noticed in the newspaper article that Lois writes up and then gets rewritten of course uh by Beppo uh that uh 
It's Edge Intercorp. I All was right. so, assuming it was Intercorp. Let's talk about that because when he said oh, it, okay. I was when 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 it was said, I was like, yes, like I, that is something that 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 is a perfect marriage for this show. The idea of that. Um, okay, because didn't Sam say it at one point too? Or did really I miss that? To go back and look at the subtitles and everything. Yeah, I so so knowing that, I'm like, well, that's weird. Because um, that's me... that's not even a nod. That's just too close of a name. Yeah, I mean, they did start mentioning Intergang in this episode. So right. But and I I was... thought it was, I thought it was Intercorp and and at first and 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 because we talked you guys talked about it and whether or not that would be some kind of bridge into Intergang. So when yeah. I saw it, I was like, well, that's just. That's not that's not a, that's a weird Darn. name. <laughs> what why enter Energy Corp? That's that's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> why not Edge Corp? This is Lex Corp. I don't know. Mm. Do better, Edge. Do better. Name it. Morg Morg Corp. Morg Corp. Morg Corp. <laughs> that's weird. Uh yeah, uh, do better naming. That that's <laughs> yeah, that's just you just took two words and put them together. That's nothing. So, uh Lois gets your story squashed. Uh by uh the great Leslie, Leslie Lar, uh, who comes in and is like, I told I told you he was gonna crush you. Ooh, um, she is she is spiteful to not have any reason mm, to be spiteful whatsoever, to have no personal uh connection in this really. But I guess it's good that she didn't, you know, light Lois on fire. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, I've got some theories about her. Um but I, I mean, you. I mean, I... we. You know, at this point, after watching the end of last week's episode, you're like, "Oh, well, it wasn't a Molotov cocktail. She just lit that thing up with her eyes." <laughs> yeah, Lotus exactly. Lotus the station wagon with her eyes. Yeah, yeah. And what was she thinking about when she did that? So anyway, yeah, you, you um, it's uh, we're gonna have to go another. No. Uh, she's an adult. I can never mind. It's... All right. So I could talk about superpowers and you know, uh, you know any sort of uh, comic book mythology or whatever. But I, what I'm mainly concerned about is what's going on with that daily planet contract that, uh, I mean, obviously that's what everybody's here for to talk about contracts, contract disputes. Yes. <laughs> is Lois not supposed to write about Morgan edge is Lois not supposed to write? Uh, no. Well, I don't think it was a non, I don't think it was a non-compete. Obviously she's well, with, most non-competes are, uh, in contracts and clauses are within a, a radius within like a mileage, like a mileage oh. radius. And they're well out of that from Metropolis. I think that there's, are you sure? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I could probably see Metropolis from the water towers. I mean, if I climbed up there, <laughs> put a pin in this. Cause it's something I want to go back to too. Um, because okay. I, because okay. I did watching them paint last week is something I didn't get to talk about. But I, you know, I feel like that. I feel like it was more. There was some clause of libel or slander against uh, your previous boss, or you know, anything like that. Is it like the maybe? Maybe it's like uh, the contract is yet to release her or something, and she can't. But she did write that other article and publish it in the Smallville Gazette. But maybe they they consider that like damage done, and you know, they they didn't. Intervene. Yeah, know. well, I guess that, you know, put them on radar. And again, they were like, you know, Chrissy was even like, uh, how do you even know we're about to run this piece? Yeah. Because uh, they, they were, you know, they shouldn't be aware that that was happening. So one of them's got super hearing. 
Um, so I, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just assumed it had something to do with, uh, libel against, uh, a prior employer. W- okay. That was my takeaway. I didn't question it when I watched it cause I just assumed that's what it was. Um, I, I get what you're saying maybe about the not, not being able to write for it from a non-compete standpoint, but I, I really feel like that they've got to be outside whatever radius they would be. Yeah. Usually I, that's, I just... usually that's so you can't go. And I'm just using this as an example, but obviously it's it's a lot more prevalent like in a medical field. You can't go work at one hospital and then go work at another hospital down the road uh, for a certain amount of time hmm. uh, okay. kind of thing. Like, okay, here's a good example. So Conan O'Brien had a non-compete. That was why he couldn't, when, the, when they, NBC took the Tonight Show away with him, he couldn't immediately go on air uh, elsewhere. Hmm. That's why he had to wait before going on TBS. So it's that kind of thing. But I, okay. I think, yeah, it would be like, so you don't go immediately to another newspaper and go trash your previous newspaper <laughs> in the column, in a column, or you know, in, or or write a huge expose about your uh, publisher or CEO, as it were. Uh, I guess, yeah, publisher and CEO edges for the planet. So that was my takeaway for what it's worth. Okay. Yeah, because I, you know, I've had some questions like about. Clark not getting to be a reporter now. Uh, and I was like, is this show going to now handcuff, uh, you know, Ty Lois's hands behind her back? No, or- I don't <laughs> think so at all. And, you know, there was, maybe it was the original script. Yeah. Cause there wasn't mentioned in the pilot. There was talk about him having some kind of like a legacy package where he'd still be able to freelance. The thing- legacy. Legacy. Reminds me of, uh, Lois uh, saying that Smallville's favorite son should show up and say oh, a few yeah, words absolutely. about justice. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> justice was a great event actually. Yeah. So <laughs> absolute justice. So I, um, I, I, but yeah, I don't think they ever addressed that whether or not he was going to be doing that. Obviously now he's, I'm ready for, to see him do some farming. It's been four episodes. You moved home <laughs> to a farm. I'm ready to see some fence posts going in. I'm ready to see some work being done. Uh, the cows need to be milked. But here, here was my thing, my, my brief moment on that, is outside of that moment in Heritage, where he's floating, where he's up on the roof fixing something and floats down to get a tool from the very astonished uh, twins watching him work on the house <laughs> by flying. Okay, I know he is an established Superman, and I, I think more than anybody over the years, have clamored for an established Superman on screen, because we always get some sort of origin story, and I want to see the man that's been doing it for a number of years, and we finally have that. And maybe that's why he doesn't do things as much as you would think he would, but my God, just do some chores with some super speed or something like he could have had that whole house painted in four seconds. Like I did, I, and I get wanting to be a family and doing that, but then the trailers yeah. to the station wagon. I'm like, you could, you could be doing things so much faster. But yeah, I, if if you're not getting paid to work as a as an assistant coach on the football team, you definitely, I think, you need to at least be doing some farming in the meantime as well. You know, in addition That's... to being quote unquote the most important man in the world. Yeah, that's what Lois says he's doing, though. <laughs> he's oh, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. He does a lot of farming. Back off, yeah. Chrissy. You've never even met him, Chrissy. We've never even seen the two of you on screen together before. <laughs> Why don't you go play with your wall of weird a little bit more? 
<laughs> did you like the uh the the quote I, li- I like chrissy don't don't get me wrong i don't want to make yeah. it sound like i'm not did you like the call out about uh we have another reference to lois lane being a bad speller a bad speller yes I should yes, say. yes. <laughs> mm, that part needed a little bit of work <laughs> i i looked that up uh i guess uh this lois lane being a bad speller originated in the super superman the movie it was that was the first time, huh? And then obviously yeah. Smallville did its own kind of nod to the Donnerverse in a lot of instances and a lot of yeah uh, the, from the Williams theme to the Fortress of Solitude and things like that, but to legacy casting. But yeah, that's um and then it happens well, Superman Returns is also it's you know, technically within the Donnerverse. So yeah. and it happens in there too. Catastrophic, rapist, uh words that <laughs> she has trouble spelling. So uh, is there two P's rapist? <laughs> like, who's writing about rape? Good lord. Superman uh, the movie in nineteen late seventies? <laughs> Goodness. All right. Uh so yeah, gotta love uh Lois and Lana going to the bar. Uh fantastic scene. Say, Probably one of the best non uh Superman scenes of the episode in, in my opinion. I absolutely love hearing Lana talk about the old days and then from her point of view of Clark coming back to Smallville and being a changed man. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. And, and and I love the little bit, bit of dialogue where she kind of makes, I don't, I don't know. Did, do you think she worried Lois at all when she's like, I know exactly what happened. <laughs> no, it was you. <laughs> no, no, I don't, th- I don't think so. Um, well, maybe, I don't know. You know, it, it's definitely, uh, you know, Lois is Clark's Superman. I've said that before. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's that Lois makes him a better Superman. And obviously when he theoretically, I guess when he left instead of obviously when he left Smallville, he was not Superman yet. Mm. Um, That's something he found in Metropolis on his journeys. He even tells Jordan and heritage, you know, when my father died, I had a lot of questions and, went on his, you know, every, his, his journey and, and obviously on foot eventually led to the Fortress of Solitude and found his, a great deal of answers. Um, but I, I a hundred percent subscribe to Lana's, uh, mentality there that, that <laughs> Lois is the reason Clark is the man he is right now. Uh, yeah. In addition to yes, Martha and Jonathan, and his Kryptonian heritage and learning about where he came from and Jor-El and Laura and all that stuff. Yes. But in this moment, um, and, and because of the love that the two of them share and the maturity of their relationship, I mean, the fact that we saw them have a fight in this episode, not even <sighs> then, that we saw Lois get upset and that she acknowledges that she has, that, that she, you know, jealously, she can't even be upset. She right. wants to be upset, but she doesn't have that privilege to be upset because of who he is and what he has to do. You know, I can't be upset that you didn't show up for a, the town hall meeting to back me up because you were, because, you know, Kilgrave got away. And, mm. you know, to see her struggle with that in the moment and even say it's something I'm going to regret saying tomorrow, I'm sure, you know, potentially may regret saying tomorrow, just it's still even a mature debate for a husband and wife that whether you're Superman or not. I was so ready for drama on this show. I was ready for a family drama, but I'm glad it's drama with intelligent people having conversations that are, you know, rational and they, they're, they think about the thing. I think my favorite moment of that one little mini fight was how Lois like, is like, I'm going out for a drink with Lana. And then she, 
she walks out and then she doesn't just she doesn't quite shut the door behind her it like it leaves it open just for a second and then closes it and then we get this the close up of uh of Clark you know uh i just thought oh there's there's so much there you know like there's there's like oh, i don't want to hurt him but i i also have a right to feel my feelings you know a little bit and yeah they've been doing this for many many years so i think maybe the, those arguments might have been a little bit more immature back in the day but now it's like yes i get it but still <laughs> i really needed you there yeah i love the fact that she's like he she's like don't spy on me with your you know listening to my pulse my it's pulse. like no it's yeah, it's the it's the what vein in your head or what does he the say? Jaw, you're clenching you're, your you're jaw. clenching your jaw. That's what it was. You're clenching your jaw when you get that. I don't have to be Superman to be able to tell that. You're clenching your jaw. Honey. <laughs> you know, one thing we didn't really talk about in the episode where you masterfully a beautiful mind style went through and and, and did the twins and the backdating and all that stuff. Oh God! And one and one reason is we really didn't know it at that point, but pre crisis or I guess in the midst of crisis. No, pre-crisis. You know, they go to Argo to get married. Mm, or, yeah. or, or hmm. do they? Now I'm questioning myself. I know, they, I know they go to Argo to have the baby, but did they get married on Argo? I don't I, remember. Was the proposal in the fortress? The proposal was in the fortress, but for some reason I thought when, the, when they went back to Argo, they got married on Argo. I don't know. I could be having that wrong. I'm a, I'm not as good on my Supergirl as I am <laughs> some things. But it all happened very close together. She was already pregnant, obviously, when the engagement happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and based on the not not previously on in the begin the montage at the beginning of the pilot, they got married 14 years. Before yeah. these, I mean, they've been married for 14 years. Exactly. And they were yeah. married before these twins are, were born. And you, you might kind of forget that in watching this show because of your preconceived notions of what you've watched in the Arrowverse previously. And you have to kind of r- take yourself out of that for a second and go, no, like, yes, you know, Jonathan was on the way and he proposed and, and you know, that was a very exciting thing. But in this world now, like which which again is Earth Prime, mm. um, just distant, self distant, social distancing from the other shows within <laughs> within the Arrowverse. What uh-huh. a time! What a time to be alive, folks. Um, <laughs> they've been married for over fourteen years. I mean, they show the wedding happen, and then they show themselves uh, the giving the gift to Martha with the sonogram with the twins inside. So right. you know they they've been through their share of ups and downs more than a lot of people. Uh, would obviously because their ups and downs are up, up and way down, you know, and, and down, you know, versus <laughs> versus what are a lot of married couples would be used to. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and 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 so yeah, it makes sense that they're having this like more mature way of arguing where Absolutely. it's like they understand each other so well, but yet they also have feelings, and sometimes that they get hurt. Well, um, and we've heard it's not the first time we've heard Lois say, "Look, I I knew what I was getting into when we started dating." You know, it goes back to uh, last week. Yeah, last week with the the perks not being a uh, wallflower. Where um, you're doing so good at remembering these episodes. So far, COVID COVID hasn't gotten me, but I did try. (laughs) I did try Smallville season four the other day, and it it I came up bupkis. Um, Crusade gone, facade (laughs) devoted, 
Run? <laughs> Can't do it right now. Um, so, <laughs> for new listeners, I used to could spout all 218 episodes off. Right. Without issue. <laughs> um, where was I going with that? See, now COVID has, has reared its ugly head, <laughs> and this fog that I've been in for the last six months is, is eating me. It's not the first time we've heard Lois make some reference to, I knew what I was getting into, you know, being right. the lowest lane to your Superman is difficult. Uh, you tried, you spied on me that one time and took all the flowers and, yeah. you know, Metropolis to win me back. She didn't say that. I'm, I'm adding in a few extra lines here. But, you know, <laughs> it's just like, they make it work. In, in yeah. spite of the fact of her father being an absolute, sorry, dick in this episode. <laughs> All right, all right. Before we get into all that, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry. There's, a, there's a couple more things I want to cover in, in Edge Land. Yeah, that wasn't but, my segue. It was just, a, it was just what yeah. another factor for I them know. to have in this episode. I know. Uh, but by the way, speaking of being like maturely upset about things, uh, did you see the promo shot of uh, Cryer at the fortress and go? Wait a second. Okay, I haven't seen I haven't seen the video, so apparently there was a trailer for season seven, six of Supergirl. The final season. I what just keep final season. That. I don't know. Um which was which abruptly the last season abruptly ended because of COVID. They didn't get their true season finale. Yeah. Stuff didn't get to play out to fruition as a result. Uh I still personally believe that they were probably gonna kill Cryer off in the finale. Uh, and you know, I, I, I don't know that, but I, I wonder if that, and I wonder if that's kind of what impacted what's happening on this show too, with an introduction of a new Luther. Um, so I don't know, but I did, but our buddy Tim did send me the picture of Cryer in the fortress and it, okay. Have you watched the actual trailer? Cause I don't know the, I, no, I, I just okay. saw that. Okay. Like so he looks shot. very shocked by the fact that he's in the fortress and I wanted to be like, okay, you people have established multiple multiple times before that both Superman the movie and Superman 2 have happened. So he's already been there, theoretically, but I'm not going to get into all that. Yeah, But yes, it is the old school fortress and not the Superman and Lois fortress. Right. So that that's my, my irrational anger like going, I just want him yeah. and that fortress to come over here. Yeah. But I understand COVID and I understand... Well, I don't even want that fortress. I mean, it... The, you know, it's fine, but I, I, oh, I want Cryer on here because <laughs> for multiple reasons. Have we talked about this on the show? I mean, I know we talked before the Superman Lois started on this podcast about the implications of the history of this Lex Luthor and this Superman having been friends and then, you know, the, the turn yeah. that happens uh, prior to it. But we've never seen them interact. All we've seen them do is stand in the same space before. They didn't even speak to each other. And he doesn't even know that this Clark Kent is Superman, despite the fact that he knows that Kara's cousin is Clark Kent, and he knows that Kara is Supergirl, and he knows on every other Earth that he visited through Crisis. I'm about to open a Red Bull. Excuse this pop. <laughs> That's um, a Miller Lite, by the way, everybody. No, it is a Red Bull peach that it's I can't taste, time. but I have to have to get through a night <laughs> of podcasting. So... I have to question what the mentality of that is when he knows all these other elements, but he's just not putting it together because he even <laughs> tells the Clark Kent of Earth-167 to the Tom Welling Clark Kent, the Smallville Clark Kent, 
that whether or not you believe that's a different version of Smallville Earth or not, I'm not getting into all that. That <laughs> uh, that um, you know, it's ridiculous to think that my Earth's Clark Kent could be Superman. He can't see past the glasses on his own face, and I'm like, ah, you can't see past the not hair on your head. But no, I just want to see them them together uh, interacting because. What what this show has done very well, and this is not a knock to the Arrowverse, please believe me when I say, and I don't know another way to word it, so this is going to sound have a very negative sounding connotation, and I don't mean for it to. Those other shows, obviously, and, and legend, legends... <laughs> what do you mean by other? Le- those other shows in the Arrowverse <laughs> tend to be a little bit more cartoony in their... In their style, I'm not talking about anything else other than just the kind of the way they have set themselves up to be. And again, it's it's almost like we the, the an animated version turned into live action, almost in, in in the way they in the way they do things. And again, I do not mean this negative at all. Great shows, I have watched them all, uh, except for this season of Black Lightning. I watched season one, but I've not watched the current season. Um, and this show is a little, is more grounded. Is probably the best way to say that than, than calling them cartoony. Cause again, I don't mean that negative, but this show is yeah. far more grounded than those shows are. Even Cryer's Lex, who I love is very bombastic and over the top. And to a point that he's almost comedic relief. While still yeah. being the menacing Lex Luthor that he is, I love his Lex Luthor, and and they've done this both with with Bitsy's Lois and with Tyler's Clark. They're far more grounded in the show than they have been in their previous appearances in the Arrowverse. So, can you imagine Cryer <laughs> more grounded in on in this narrative? Oh, but okay. still, so just his being character a, would change a little bit. Then I think it would. I think he'd be he'd a little to. bit. It, he'd have to. He'd have to yeah. to fit into this style. Not that he had. I'm again. I love his Lex Luthor. Absolutely love. To it. It honestly is one of the best things the Arrowverse has done, in my opinion. Like it was. It was a cute little legacy casting with him being Lenny Luthor and Superman the Four, and yeah. like, he's going to be Lex. It's like that's cool. I like Cryer. He's a good actor. He's done so well with that role but to think of him having to not ham it up as much and 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 still chew up that dialogue and spit it out would just be chef's kiss i would love to see it um i don't know that we will i'm hopeful but yeah but all that to say yes i did that was a long-winded way of me saying (laughs) yes i did see that 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 shot from the trailer and i was like oh it's the it's the Supergirl Fortress. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. All right. I'm going to try to run through the rest of this one. Sorry. Here. I knew I took like here. a 15-minute detour there. I, but I did. I, don't worry about it. I, I did the same. Um, okay. So, number one, uh, we were we were wondering about um, Leslie Barr, if she's got any sort of roots in comic books. And uh, I discovered that there actually may be a connection. There was a... Lesla Lar, Lesla Dash Lar, mm-hmm. uh, who Debbie, who is in Action Comics 1961. Apparently, she's a Carol Cara lookalike, uh, Kandorian genius scientist. Uh, she invented a device to steal Kara's powers and switch 
places with her. And who found her out? Crypto. <laughs> then she invented another device to switch places with Lena Luthor, who I guess in the comics also looks like Supergirl. Um, and then she got disintegrated by a phantom zoner named Cruel <laughs> after she helped him escape. And then just came back again to harass uh, Kara and ghost form until she was eventually wiped out by crisis. So the thing I'm saying here is what th- this points to like, okay, this, this comic book character is known to perhaps try to switch places or take over bodies. What if, Leslie Lar is actually a, an innocent human who has been taken over by someone like I don't know, yeah, Lesla Lar yeah. or Ursa, um, yeah, or uh, there's, there's any number. Um, so when that casting got announced, when uh, Miss Farber was cast in the role, I, I remember Craig over at Krypton site posting a big write up about uh, about Les Lalar and, you know, oh, could, okay. could this be something to do with, and, you know, obviously then at the end of episode three, you're like, holy hell. And we didn't yeah. really, and again, I think it was in one of the notes I sent you guys last week that, um, you know, we didn't, I knew it was her in the f- first, no, that was the second. She was in the first episode too, wasn't she? No, she was, yeah. she was at the city council meeting. She walks in with edge at the city council meeting, the first city council meeting. She was also at the Daily Planet. And she was, was at the, that was the other one. Yes, she's at the Daily Planet when Lois quits and he says he's going to crush you and let him try. Right, right. Um, but obviously, very brief moments. Uh, this is at the end of episode three. We see her stand on her own as whatever with, with heat vision. Mm. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't remember if you guys said this or not on the last one um, when, when Frank sent it over and I listened. But. You know, Clark goes toe to toe with this guy at the at the hotel or whatever they're in the apartment yeah. complex or whatever. What a fantastic scene, by the way. You guys talked about that right. plenty. There's no need to retread that. But obviously, this guy's got strength. You know, super strength. He's able to to fight Clark. But Lois is also able to stab him in the ear with a pin. So, yeah. So I don't. It's, is he a resurrected person as well? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Was he a mis- you know like a is a, he there was a, a fault in his resurrection so he like his ears were like he's he has like Achilles ears yeah I don't you know I don't know what he's <laughs> I don't know what the vulnerabilities are obviously I don't think he had much else other than what he was showing so it's like they have pieces and I, my theory was that I sent you guys was are they experimenting with Clark's DNA in some way. Uh, yeah. playing around with that because they seem to have elements of his abilities, but not the full gambit of him. Um, so I don't know. Um, we haven't seen what else she can do other than heat vision. We know we we theorize that she blew up the station with it. She set the station wagon on fire with her heat vision because we saw later on her user heat vision on another vehicle. So. Well, she's also got super strength, and she's obviously didn't break all. Her well, yes, in this episode, so. in this episode, now we have obviously learned yeah, that. Yeah. But at the time, we didn't know. Uh, uh, as right. of last week, we only knew about the heat vision. And <laughs> I like that Lois calls her creep show. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, the scene with her and Edge in the tunnel with 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 Laura and uh, God. Speaking of chewing up dialogue and just <laughs> spitting it back out, what a fantastic scene mm. uh, between them as well. All that to say, I, I don't know. That that was kind of the mentality, though, when 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 
uh, the casting news came out that she was going to be playing a character named Lar. That you know, that's there's there's been some of that in the comics before. So mm. how they're implementing that, we're not sure. So X Kryptonite. X. Uh, I look. I looked it up. X going to give it to you. X Kryptonite going to give you powers, mm-hmm. temporary powers, according to the comics. Non Kryptonians get temporary powers from X Kryptonite. Uh, X Kryptonite in the comics uh, was created by accident by Supergirl. <laughs> who was trying to like stop the harmful effects of green kryptonite. So she ends up like tossing it out a window or something like that. And her cat tracks it down and that's streaky. And that's how streaky gets powers. So basically we've learned crypto sniffed out lar and then streaky, <laughs> yep. uh, you know, it deals with X kryptonite. So when are the super pets coming in is my question. We've got Beppo. I mean, come on somewhere on that farm. You've got to have a horse on that farm named Comet somewhere. Surely. I'm waiting for uh, Chrissy to like hit a button on her belt and then turn down into like a little chimpanzee. (laughs) I've been here all along. (laughs) I'm Mephisto. Uh. (laughs) Uh, So, oh, uh, the other thing I jumped onto was, yeah, uh, Morgan has a way to track down kryptonite with his tablet. Magic tablet. Who else on the series has something... That would be Captain Luthor. Uh-huh. Are they working together? And what did I tell you last week? What did I say? I said those those things are going to cross over sooner rather than later, if not already. Because here's what here's what can happen. Maybe at the end of five, we, surely we've got to get it. Well, we, almost every episode has really had a cliffhanger yeah. um, uh, in its own right. But you know, so we're but whatever we're left with next week at the end of the Best of Smallville episode one hundred five is going to have to hold us over until May. When the show comes back, well, it's going to be weird that they're going to rerun Insurgents. Um, but I guess we'll watch it, right? And yeah. Talk about it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Insurgents and Reckoning. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> do people tune out when we make small little references, or do they turn up? Uh, Dad's talking about oh, small. God, Dad. Back in my day, we waited ten years for a shirt rip. So, <laughs> anyway, um, eh, nine. So, <laughs> I um, here, here's here's how it happens in my mind. So Edge is in his office and in walks Luther, and you think, oh my god, he's gonna, he, Luther's about to attack him. And then there's this pause, and then Edge is like, what are you doing here? And then find, you find out they've been working together all along. It's been, <laughs> it's a, what a twist. Yes, and then we'll be both pointing at the screen, at, you know, mm-hmm. a la Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> called it, called it. There he is. I mean. If if Luther is looking for kryptonite, which he is, that's not, that's not an if. We've 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 heard that multiple times from his ship, which is now destroyed. Also, where is I know he's not in this episode, so there's not reason to spend a whole lot of time on him. And we can talk about this more in spoilers because he in the in the trailer for next week's episode. Yep, Captain Captain. Where is he operating out of now that his ship is gone and his suit is destroyed? Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I figure it was some. Uh, Something to do with Edge? Yeah. Mm. He's got him set up in his own little hideaway mm-hmm. where he can... Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, Captain Luther is a good way to bridge our way from Morgan Edge to uh, the general. Uh, <laughs> and also talk about Kilgrave, too. Um, so, uh, Sam Lane. Really... Uh, <laughs> What a dick. Oh, God, just the whole episode. I'm just like, shut up, Sam. Um, 
No more at no more point than when he tells those boys not to distract their father. Don't waste his time. Oh, you just want to. Oh, when when Clark heard that, and well, when they turned and looked at him, when Clark said, "Why didn't you boys call me?" and they both turned to look at Sam, that next scene when he is literally shouting at Sam in the living room. I was yeah, like, thank God. Like I really pre- oh, and I really also liked the very. Superman petty moment when he when he is Superman and he's in, at the DOD and he's like, "Well, here now, so why don't we do something about it?" Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, can't tell you know can't talk can't talk about being married to your daughter right now, but uh, maybe stop being such an ass. Right, but I thought that was so Superman though because you mm. you know he's like, "Ah, oh, finally do your job," and he's like, well, "It's not a job; it's a it's a call yeah. of responsibility and uh, something you know, I and think you yeah." Yeah. yeah, and so why don't we work together? Yeah, which I'm just like that's a Superman. But it, line it, right it, there. it was, but it was also a little snippy, which I appreciated because it was <laughs> yeah. deserved to be snippy. Like you, you deserve that shade, Sam. You, you deserve that's true. You deserve the whole tree. You, you more than the shade. You, you deserve the entire, <laughs> the entire darkness that that came with it because he. Yeah, I, I, I was c- completely befuddled by all all actions on Sam through this episode from, from the football game forward. I mean, he shows up for the game and that was great. Um, but then he sees obviously what happens and he's like, yeah. something you hey. want to tell me? Like, <laughs> could you just stop nosing into our lives for a minute? Like dad. Yeah. And then Lois holding her own against him too. You know, it's called being a father. You should try it sometime. You know, that whole thing. Ooh. That scene, that last scene between the three of them and then Sam leaving. Uh, that was that was uh what do the kids say fire mm. that was fire mm-hmm. <laughs> such great drama that was that was that was so yeet that was i don't know <laughs> i know that's wait, not right wait it was uh, on it was on fleek robin uh, okay oh god <laughs> <laughs> all right so sam the thing about sam and I, I, i'll come to his defense a, a little tiny scooch uh it really seems like sam is he mentions it a little bit in the dialogue. He's really stressed out. He's playing the middleman here, and he is talking about how the military are terrified of him. Right. And probably the only thing that's keeping them from turning on Superman is Sam Lane. Uh, you know, and maybe Sam is kind of telling them, "Oh no, no, we, he's he works for us. He's helping us." You know, so and, uh, I have his ear. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's piggyback on that by saying. Again, going back to your tremendous, and if you haven't heard it, I, I, it, it, especially during the hiatus, folks, go back and listen to, we were told there would be no math. It was either episode three or four <laughs> of the podcast. I'm serious. It's a great discussion. It's comedic, and and it was, it, and I'm not just saying that because I was a part of it, because I'm not that funny, but it was. it's a great episode where Robin just totally does the math on the Arrowverse and how this fits into Supergirl. But here's the thing. So he, we now know he has at least been Superman for 15 years. Right. Uh, whether or not crisis changed anything or not, based on all the math we did previously. But if, he's, if the boys, if he was married to Lois, and the boys are 14, and he was married to Lois 4, and we know he revealed himself, obviously, as Superman before that. Yeah. He's been that way for a while. The military is still scared of him? Like, really? Mm. Like, this is not evil Superman. This is not somebody who has been turned... I mean, maybe he has by some point. Obviously, 
through dialogue previously, we know he has fought both Zod and Doomsday. Uh, we know, uh, you know, in fighting with Lex and stuff over the years as well. But you're really still terrified of somebody who is clearly here to help? I don't know if you've heard of the U.S. government. But, uh... <laughs> Have you heard about this? Are you familiar with it? Have you seen this? <laughs> they um, don't seem to get no, over No, you're right. You're right. They don't seem... They don't like change. No, I get that. I do. It's just... The proximity within how he, much he works with them and is, quote-unquote, here to help and, you know, all this other stuff. And it's, you know, it's more of a responsibility than a job and all that kind of stuff. You just... Yeah. At some point, you would think he would be the buddy-buddy Superman with with the establishment versus still on kind of the outskirts. And I get that Sam's kind of his liaison... Uh, more so because he's married to his daughter. Nobody knows that, but but right. more so of the proximity with you know within the family. But yeah, I was kind of shocked by that line when he said it. I say the other one that raised well raised a red flag for me is when he said that moving out of Metropolis raised a red flag. So I'm like, well, how did the military know that he moved out of Metropolis? Well, I think it, it just, well it was more the. When you left Metropolis, it, it, yeah. not so much that you that they know Superman moved away, but he goes on to say you're not in the skies anymore. And that, you know, mm-hmm. I I said that I think I want to show before. I mean, at some point he's got to. It's very evident he's not around as much as he was, even though he's been jetting back and forth. But we've had no reason to believe that anything that has happened in episodes two or three have happened in Metropolis. Uh, uh, yeah, they, and they've they, been in other countries. Yeah, I mean, they've shown yeah. us China and stuff like that, but but they're in the, in the fight in heritage with Luther and other stuff, and wherever Luther sent the ship to blow up and and all that stuff, we don't really know that he's been in Metropolis a whole lot, other than that that final fight at the DOD uh, when Luther. And talked, where's so the DOD? We assume <laughs> Metropolis, but. It's halfway yeah. between Smallville and Metropolis. <laughs> so I don't know, but yeah, the the whole <laughs> idea of him kind of being the 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 melting pot between Superman and the U.S. government is interesting. He his, Superman's code name for Sam is Bishop Six. Mm-hmm. Is that a chess piece <laughs> that we're talking about here? I think so. So maybe perhaps there's a little bit of checkmate involved. Uh, or are we, are we... Bishop bit, six? That's a little bit too much for, you mean Sam's code for Superman. Yeah. It's, but you said Superman's code for, for Sam, I think. So, oh, but yes, you, yes. So yeah, Bishop six is, yeah, I, uh, I, I wondered that too. I definitely did. I mean, checkmate would be interesting, but what mm. did you do any research on that? I used to could play chess really good. <laughs> No, no, and, you know, and it's interesting that he's the bishop on the board rather than, you know, say the knights yeah. or the king. You know, bishop uh, identifies six universal activities which can be characterized mathematic. Well, I was told there would be no math. I don't know. <laughs> also, he's called uh, Kilgrave. Actually, calls him Big Blue. So we get a yep. Big Blue. Yep. Uh, shout out in here. Um. Okay, so uh, we should definitely talk about uh Kilgrave who I felt was very very close especially in the prison band talking about the 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 greatness of analog watches 
uh, he's very, very close to saying we live in a society. I, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> the, um, particularly the scene in the back of the, the moving, the, the transport vehicle yeah. was, uh, he, he did a great job, uh, yeah. with that character. That was a, that was a really good characterization down to his choice in, in the way he, he spoke the lines. Uh, very Ted was, Levine. Ted Levine. I was I was very impressed uh, <laughs> by, by that whole thing, down to the weapon. I mean, just the whole, the, all of it was was really good. Thaddeus Kilgrave uh, is played by Brendan Fletcher, who was previously, oh gosh, we're going to have to put a quarter in the Smallville jar. Uh, he played Parasite uh, in Smallville. Uh, Rudy Jones, I think. Uh, folks who follow the Arrowverse probably know him best for playing Stanley in the prison season of Arrow, which is, I think, really great. Um, one of their high moments of the series. And, of course, uh, I know him as a zombie truther named Spence in in the show iZombie. So. Uh, but, yeah, he definitely disguises himself really well with the, uh, the, the tinted glasses and the beard and the Buffalo Bill accent. Uh, so yeah. I, was, I was excited about that. Um, so Kilgrave in the comics looks a lot like a miniaturized Doc Ock. <laughs> like he's like a little, little tiny guy, red hair, thick glasses. Uh, and uh, he worked for Intergang. He was stopped by Superman after he tried to blow up Metropolis. And then he ended up building a, uh, a missile for the Joker. So. Um, according to bitter script reader on the Twitter who works in the writer's room, he says at the start of the season, I put together a packet of Superman uh, what's for the Superman and Lois writers that I called the Shemp files. It was a dossier of more obscure threats that might be fun to draw from. That is Kilgrave is the first of those guys to make it into the show. Although taller. <laughs> nice. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that, you know, there's there's discussion you know whenever anybody wants to talk bad about you know why superman why are we doing superman again they're saying like superman's rogues gallery isn't very big no you just you're not digging deep enough you're not digging deep enough and unfortunately supergirl has also pulled a lot uh (laughs) from it previously already in these shows Mm -hmm. and and not only have pulled from them but made them supergirl made their origins to be supergirl villains and not the established superman villains that they are also right right speaking of parasite yeah um so uh yeah i thought he's great i I like the little trap that he sets uh we get a nice uh you know a fight it's not that big of a fight but you know he does incapacitate superman with his little sonic rifle but we get uh, a nice super clap I, we don't deserve the effects on this show. I mean, really, <laughs> really, we don't. I've been I've been continually impressed with what they've been able to pull off on a television <laughs> budget, and especially compared to the shows that have come before it. They God, really not they really knock it out of the park every week. But that clap did was you, fantastic. Did you see that wonderful shot of him flying off into the night sky? Yes. 
There were so many. I mean, what a shot. I mean, props to Vanford. But there was the shot where he finds Kilgrave's little device, the crane shot where it comes down. And oh, he yeah, picks yeah. it up and it goes back. And get, that was that was a fantastic. He flew, comes lands in the archway and comes forward. There was <laughs> a lot of Vancouver there was rally. a lot of Superman <laughs> walking in this episode. By the way, uh, yeah, the, there was like two or three different instances where he walks a good distance. And, and I right. did I did enjoy seeing Clark use super speed uh, mm. out of the barn in this episode <laughs> too. I, I, that that was good to see. I, li- I like some super right. speed, and it's something that. Oddly, I mean, it was used a lot on Smallville because that was one of the first things he ever had. That was one of yeah. that was his, that was really his first ability. That and strength. Yeah. Um, but like I say this today, as the day that the Snyder Cut releases and, and other things, and even <sighs> Superman Returns, there's not, they don't use it a whole lot on screen. They don't use super mm-hmm. speed just a whole heck of a lot unless he's in flight. Yeah, but as far as him running or stuff like that, it's just not—it's not often a go-to live-action uh, ability that that gets a lot of play. Uh, so I, I was glad to see that in this one. Uh, some other fun facts: they send um, uh, Sam sends Superman off to get Kilgrave uh, in Glen Morgan Square, which in DC Comics that is basically like Times Square. For Metropolis, but it didn't exactly look like Times no, Square. That was much smaller. Very, uh, very Vancouver, though. It is extremely Vancouver. In fact, I can tell you. Now, I have gone to Vancouver. You've gone to Vancouver, uh-huh. but I can tell you, no more than like several, you know, maybe twenty feet away uh, from where Superman was fighting Kilgrave. I, uh, I had a bathroom break. There's a public bathroom right behind. <laughs> Actually, in the extended cut of the episode on the CW, you can actually see Robin exit the restroom, <laughs> do a double take, and see Superman and Kilgrave facing off, and then go back in the bathroom and shut the door behind him. It's fantastic. It's about the uh, 37 minute mark, so I implore mm. you to turn it, tune in. Uh, yeah, I was actually one of the randos that was standing around seeing Superman getting beaten by the sonic rifle and not doing anything at all. Like, that was a. What are they going to do? Was, what do you do? Come and knock him, knock, knock Kilgrave in the back he's of the head. Throw armed, a rock at him. He's got armed people all around him. Yeah. With assault I, rifles. Listen. Those aren't even got, legal in Vancouver. No, I wanted someone to step out, like, a la, I don't know, uh, Spider Man, the, the Tobey <laughs> Maguire one, like, not in our town. <laughs> You're not coming after Superman. I mean, he's like, he's like a legend. Like, I, I, I would think, like, I don't know, that's like, you know, seeing like your most beloved public figure getting like beaten well, down. You're you know, not, for that matter, for that matter, where was the army? There was a <laughs> lot of time he was on the ground, you know, getting <laughs> getting hit by that weapon that that they could have showed up by that point. Yeah, that he literally uh, that the thing goes off. He's finally like had enough of this. <laughs> boom, <right>. and <laughs> and then he's like, you can pick up your boys now. I destroyed the weapon. They're da- Kilgrave's down. I'm out. And, and i love that he mentions like and there's bystanders so send an ambulance like yeah these fools that were sitting around not doing anything just got knocked over by a super clap that that that, i didn't have time the clap did knock out some pedestrians so be forewarned uh some more trivia i noticed on the laptop when he's directing him to glenn morgan square that the intersection of Basolo Boulevard and Kirby Avenue is where Glen Morgan Square is. 
And obviously we know Kirby Avenue is uh, a reference to Jack, Jack Kirby, Kirby, who actually created, was the creator of Morgan Edge and Inner Gang. There you go. Um, but I'll tell you a little sad story here. Basolo. Do, do you know where they get Basolo That from? one doesn't ring a bell to me. George Reeves uh, from the Adventures of Superman. Uh, his last name before he changed it to Reeves to, you know, Hollywoodize it um, was... Uh, his, well, his birth name was Kiefer. Um, so he was George Kiefer. Then his birth father, like, abandoned him and his mother. His mother ended up remarrying a guy named Frank Basolo. And uh, he was adopted, and he changed his name to George Basolo. Uh, the marriage between George's mom and Frank lasted about 15 years. Then George went off to uh, visit relatives. And when he finds out, he comes back, he finds out that his stepfather committed suicide. Oh, man. <laughs> No, I, didn't, like, I honestly didn't know that. I did know Kiefer for whatever reason. That was implanted yeah. in my mind, but I did not know that. Well, the, the the killer is the fact that he found out years later that his stepfather, who adopted him, didn't actually uh, kill himself. They just got separated and thought it was for the best that they just make up the story that he killed himself. <laughs> Which is just like, oh my God, that, that is the saddest thing. That wasn't in Hollywood land. but uh boy you know if you got roots like that i'm sure you have some issues you know jeez Uh, (laughs) all right um, i might have picked a different name for the intersection of the street i don't know but okay whatever (laughs) well i mean in the end it is george reeves original uh last name before he changed it to reeves so it's a shout out to one of the original supers um supermen supermen here we're here at mole avenue (laughs) uh all right so uh at the end of the episode you know kind of closing out the sam arc um sam literally calls in calls uh lieutenant rossetti he he loves him some rossetti like he told everybody to get out of the building that is not you rossetti like he made rossetti stay for like the incoming conflict like he's all about some rossetti uh it's just it's so tasty uh, and you, get, you put the sauce on it. Gotta love that Rossetti. <laughs> you gotta love that Rossetti. No, but um, I looked up Rossetti, of course. I just type in Google Rossetti, DC Comics. Comes up Reno Rossetti, who uh, was in charge of the leader of the Human Defense Corps, which is directly involved with Project 7734. I really appreciate that it's not just throwaway stuff that they're doing on the, like that's real. Like there's some, there's some adamant work being done in the writer's room. The kind of work I would, if I was on staff that I would be doing in the writer's room. I mean, there's that kind of, it's not a gaggle of Easter eggs. It's not something you would even really notice if you weren't trying to figure it out, but it's there and it works like it. It's really well done stuff that they are trying to do for fans that they're, that, that you might miss on three watches, you know, something like that, that, that that's done. That's pulled off very, very well. So I appreciate that. That's why they wave a champagne bottle in front of the camera. I'm like, there must be something here. Champagne <laughs> bottles. I'm like, champagne bottles, Mephisto confirmed. <laughs> uh, yeah. The last part of this section, Jordan, actually, I'd... Oh, wait, tags Quicksilver. They re <laughs> they recast tag. <laughs> There's nothing like romance in the barn. And I, I just, you know, shout out to Superman and Lois for uh, 
bring in a little barn romance. What a uh, what a good scene! What a oh, magic! What a good scene! Did Tyler and Bitsy like take a vacation together? Just to, like that chemistry is so good. Like you know, I'm not a, I'm not you know suggesting anything. No, 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 nothing like that. But it, I, and <laughs> I, so I, I know what you're, I know what you're saying. And and the fact of the matter is, what's even more interesting. And I, again, go back to pre-crisis. I'm not saying they didn't have chemistry in those in those previous appearances. But it is nowhere near the same level of what they have been pulling off for the last four weeks on this show. Every 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 moment They're, that they have together alone is so I just I love it so much. Those quiet moments mm. sharing a beer or a glass of wine or sitting in the barn, but sitting on the porch talking about their life. And the trials and tribulations therein, and everything they're going through, whether it is a superpowered Master Chief trying to bomb Superman <laughs> or just trying to get their boys through a day of high school, it's just, they're so magnetic on screen together. It it it's really it's more than I expected and more than I hoped for uh, going into this show. I'll tell you what, Derek, you are my first thought of the day. You're my last thought at night, and I love you. I think that's true. I usually wake up to a meme from you almost every morning, so I'm I don't I don't doubt that, honestly. I appreciate it. I was just like when Tyler said that, I'm like, oh I I I I love him. I love you. (laughs) And then when she when he takes off and she's like, It's cool, you know. And then she blows a kiss. She blows that kiss at him. Oh yeah. I was the same way. Uh, I was the same way. I was like, That's good. It's a good moment. It's a good Uh, moment. I love that even if he weren't Superman, he would still go that extra mile. But the fact mm-hmm. that he is Superman, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure some super speed was used in getting those lights up that we didn't see. But you know, <laughs> to to fall back on earlier of him not using it on screen just a whole heck of a lot. But you know, like the mention of the flowers in in last week's episode, and mm-hmm. or yeah, in last week's episode, and then. Obviously, seeing him pull off this incredibly romantic move in this one, it's just find me here. (laughs) Put a quarter in the jar. Put a quarter in the jar. Darn it! Ding! You're all I want. (laughs) I really gotta get a. I'm gonna get a glass jar and and a stack of coins for. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Hold me to it. Um. All right, so the, the, the last part uh, that we want to discuss, and I, I, save for last, really, because I don't have too much to talk about. I, I called this section Tag Your Jitters. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. N- number one, I it's, it's funny. I called out, I was like, hey, this, the, you know, last week I was like, this high schooler's name is this. And the guy with the broken arm, that's that kid's name is Tag. And I didn't even realize that he broke his arm at the bonfire. had anything to do with <laughs> With, with Jordan, I guess I wasn't watching close enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as soon as you find out, like, oh, like, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where um, at the beginning of the episode, they're like, here are the things you should remember from the previous episodes. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, that's going to come into play then. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Find out that it was at the bonfire. Right. And, and it's something you wouldn't think about until obviously getting dropped into it again right here. But yeah, tag's, right. tag's got some issues. So he's a bit shaky, um, and uh, I mean, 
you know, we go through the really a kind of a classic freak of the week uh, episode. Darn it. Another coin. Um, no, that, that's used in other shows. Okay. Flash okay. had freak of the freaks of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so there isn't a lot of surprise. Like he's, he's going to freak out. Luckily he doesn't like hurt anybody. He, he, he broke, he broke uh, the well knits his uh, table you know, and I don't care. Wellness is a jerk, so whatever. <laughs> um, like that kid constantly making cracks about Tag being poor. I, I was not. Yeah, that's this not week. cool, man. Like, Are you kidding me? Um, I don't care if you're from a small town or not. It's 2021. We don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So Jordan was very worried that perhaps his heat vision somehow caused Tag to come down with these powers right. and I, you know i was again i was unclear i was like did he hit him with the heat vision is that arm in the cast uh broken and you know scarred right no he like hit the bonfire and somehow the the explosion yellow, yeah the yellow phosphorus yeah and then and, and, say, or, and or x kryptonite yeah, yeah exactly i i think the yellow phosphorescence uh, is the X kryptonite, right? That's the same thing. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to have to say, you know, I hate to eat crows on, on a show with a football team named the crows, but I kind of think my wonder twins theory is squashed. I think perhaps Jordan got activated by the X kryptonite and perhaps being away from the X kryptonite causes his powers to um not work as much uh, I, it, to people that are maybe listening for their first time or don't remember uh i assumed it was jordan and jonathan needed to be together for the powers to work but maybe it's just he needs to have that proximity to i don't know i, I i'm still kind of on board with your with your theory that the the closer jordan is to jonathan the stronger he is Okay, I, I, I'm I'm not I'm not out on that yet. I re- it's something I hadn't considered until you said it, and I've 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 kind of grown accustomed to it. Um, but there hasn't been a whole lot to show us otherwise. Well, well pros the, or the cons. scene at the end of the episode right. where Jordan's like, "I can do this, John," and he tries to stop Tag and gets knocked across the woods. And but John's right there. But we know that Jordan isn't in full control of his abilities. He's not at full strength anyway. He did stop him. Mm. Tag, tag just started, <laughs> started at a higher, faster or higher frequency after that. But yes, he did stop him for a second. So mm. I, I'm, I'm not out on your theory just yet, but I, I don't want to discount it either by what you just said, because I, I do think, I, we can't pretend like Jordan is Clark. You know, we, we he yeah. he he doesn't have the full faculty at his disposal, uh, even if he has strength or speed. And you know, I kind of kept, especially last week, in in watching last week's episode, not getting to talk about it on the show. They they kept talking about his abilities, plural, throughout the episode, yeah. and I was like, we've only seen that one thing really. Well, I guess two with the pipes falling, but still, like. You know, it's it's hard to put a pin in on what he can and can't do right now. 
I mean, when they took him to the fortress and Jor-El was like, he ain't got nothing. So, I mean, he didn't say that, I'm paraphrasing. How much funnier would it have been if Jor-El had been like, he ain't got nothing. So, <laughs> I, I... Son. Um, so, I don't no, know. Uh, I'm, I'm not... Jor-El is played by Don Johnson. Yeah, I'm kind of married to this this twin uh, ability thing that you've got going on. I, I like okay. it, and I think it would be a very interesting concept for them to explore further down the road. The the thing is, at four episodes in, we kind of it's kind of like baloney on the wall. We don't really know. We don't really know what he's capable of or not capable of at this point. It's it's sort of a grab bag. I'm I'm assuming we're going to come to a point where Jordan's going to be hitting the football team and if hit football team the the football field big game yeah and all of a sudden he's not going to have his powers probably and you know what more so than that and I, I I'm. I know it was a bullet point in here somewhere, but man, Jonathan. I mean, if there's one person, yeah. if there's one person, my heart goes out to on this show, scene after scene. Not, not only for like, he's probably aside from Clark and Lois, my favorite character on the show. Yeah, he's um, great. He he's he he does his comedic timing's great. His <laughs> his his dramatization is fantastic. Um, when he's angry or upset or even when he's just playing Big Brother. I love that they can still have those Big Brother moments, even with him being a little jaded to what's happening around him. I mean, he gave up everything um, to that he had, that his identity to, to move to Kansas, or even if they were in Kansas, to move to Smallville, where he has nothing. And now he doesn't even have the one thing that he thought he was going to have with football, because now Jordan's the star of the team. And he's still... You know, drudging through it, he's still he's still coming out. You know, with his head held high, and in spite of everything, and it's it's hard to, you know, it's got to be soul crushing. And we'll get into this in spoilers. It's it's obviously weighing on him a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I was very happy how maturely he was handling this. You know, bit of insecurity he might have at this point, and you know, really just he's given up so much and like in the second episode i was assuming that he was um kind of okay with everything and he 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 kind of swallowed his swallows but i could see like it, it still bothers him and it really kind of takes us back to that the the argument between clark and lois it's like yes i know this is for the best but still, I yes. can't help the, the how I feel. About he even tells he he tries to make Jordan feel better after after the climax of the episode when he's they're sitting on the bed together and he's like, "Look, I'm jealous." You know, like yeah. I mean, I'm not just he's not just saying that to make him feel better. He is jealous, um, mm-hmm. and not because of the abilities, but because he's he's getting what Jonathan would have had in, in Metropolis had they stayed in Metropolis. He's getting that that reaction from people and that getting to be the hero kind of on the field that, that Jordan got to experience this week. And Jordan's never had that before. Right. And then that's the other thing. It's like, yeah, here we are. I mean, it's the same thing with the Cushings. Like it's just something about a, the way TV works. You know, you bring your characters to a high point only because that fall is going to really. So Jordan is like today talk this episode, talking to Sarah going, I'm happy. You know, and he, and he's and even saying like, I don't have any anxiety anxiety right now. You know, yeah. so it, that it's 
I mean, are, are, are we waiting for that moment where the implosion happens and he's like, I'm moving in with Grandpa and, and Jonathan goes back to Metropolis with Sam? I mean, yeah. kind of thing. I mean, it's, I don't know. And then uh, Sam's like, I have my friend, uh, the captain over <laughs> to visit. He he says he wants to take you to his lab. Uh, kind of <laughs> show you around. It's how I met your mother now. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Uh, my question to you, very important one. Did Superman asphyxiate a teenager to get him to calm down? He he Did, says the air appears thinner. He, he just so happened to pass out because he was hyperventilating. I thought <laughs> it was a cool move. It was just like, look, you need to calm down. The, he had to he had to get him to stop f- f- trimmering or whatever you want to call yeah. haywiring. Uh, you know, he had to he had to stop him and. <laughs> Here's one thing I like about this Superman. He is quick on his feet, and I don't mean that. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's not a super speed joke. He is very. It's like the clap, you know, the, yeah. the huge, the, the the powerful clap, and then this. Like he's he's quick to think of a way out of a situation that doesn't always involve fists. Like he's right. like he's quick to to think outside the box, and I really appreciate that in Tyler's portrayal. Also, obviously, the writing of the character, but also Tyler's portrayal of of you know just the swooping in and immediately taking him into yeah. the atmosphere was was really well done. Yes, I guess is the answer to your question. Not really, but yes. <laughs> so, uh, special school with kids for kids with abilities is. <laughs> Did you expect him to say what, like Professor Xavier? <laughs> yeah, I was like, are we going up to meet, you know, uh, New York uh, to? Go to a certain school. Uh, and Clark's like, I've seen this house before. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, do I have to put a quarter in the jar for that? That was a double entendre, kind of. <laughs> Breaking news. Uh, it's been anticipated that the MCU would uh, bring the mutants out. But in a shocking s- surprise, Disney sold it to Superman and Lois. So Professor you, X and you, everybody is going to be on this You show. kept waiting for your mutants on WandaVision, but they were on <laughs> Superman and Lois all along. You should have been tuning <laughs> yeah. into the CW. Right. So, yeah, the X kryptonite, the yellow phosphorescence, if it's the same thing, this is explained that, that this triggered the boy's metahuman development. They say metahuman on the show. They do. Uh, so will tag lose these abilities getting away from it or, you know, and then of course, you know, again, if Jordan wasn't Superman's kid, wouldn't we just assume that the same thing happened to, to him? Like I, that's the one thing in the room, like the, the elephant in the room when uh, Clark and Lois and Sam are talking about uh, tag and what happened to him. It's like, there's a kid sitting right here that just got powers triggered. And we're just assuming that, it, Oh no, that's genetics. Mm-hmm. They answer have, me. They have, <laughs> I'm working on it. Give me a tang second. I, they have not given us the breadcrumbs that you would expect from a series like this. They have not, they have not, they have not showed their hands to the degree in which you think that they would. Um, so we, we keep getting, and it's not really infuriating in the way that they're doing it or anything, but we keep getting more questions than answers at the end of each episode. Um, (laughs) and that's not necessarily a bad thing because I know answers are coming. Um, but Jordan's still kind of a wild card at this point, uh, in, in, in all regards. And 
I don't know. I mean, where did he come? I mean, they hadn't been in Smallville long when the pipe incident happened in the barn. So where did he come in contact with the ex-Kryptonite? You know, they pretty much were only at the farm and the cemetery, theoretically. So, Well, oh, wait, no, because, yeah, my original theory was like, oh, he touched the crystal and that's what gave him powers. No, he had powers before he touched the crystal, right? which he handed to his dad between episode one and two, but whatever. Right. The Sunstone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I found this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, there's a lot of questions and uh, we really would love it if people, uh, you know, tweet us, email us, let us know what you're thinking. What... Absolutely. And while we're on that and, note, you want yeah. to read a couple emails? I'd, I'd love it. We hey, have a few actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one is from Rachel. Rachel emails to say she has a fun fact about Stacy Farber, who is playing uh, Lar on the show. Said she was on another show on the CW called 18 to Life. I do not remember it. That's but, a Skid Row song. But that show starred Jesse Rath, who is on Supergirl. Oh, so there's a little connection you. there. Uh, yeah, obviously. That's cool. Thank you, Rachel, for that. Thank you, Rachel. This one uh, comes from Chris over the email. Chris says, hi, I was wondering if you could explain what the extra scenes are in the CW extended version. I'm in Canada, <laughs> and we don't have access to the CW app. Thanks. Um, you guys talked about this a little bit on the last episode. They make a very important note to say that the that the exclusive extended versions are only available on the CW app. But from what we've from our extensive knowledge here at Superman Lois TV Talk, and we've we've, oh, yeah. we've done the test, ladies and gentlemen, it seems <laughs> that any digital version uh, that's not the broadcast version that you watch actually on the CW the night it airs or through. TNT repeats or anything like that is the extended version. Um, so if you're buying it through another means, I assume in Canada, I know in Canada you can, uh, you should be getting those. Unfortunately, right. I did not watch the broadcast version this week. I only watched my digital copy. Now, in the last couple episodes, there's, there was, so last week's extended scene was, remind me, we talked about it extensively in text. You have gone blank. Fantastic. In episode two, Heritage, it was a scene between Clark and Lana at the barbecue, at Lana's, at the Cushing barbecue. Um, A very brief scene, but it was, it was a scene that was not broadcast on the CW the night it aired and is in the extended version. So Chris, if you are watching it through some other means uh, later after the broadcast airing, so if you saw Heritage and you saw that scene, then you are seeing the extended versions. Um, but I, I did not. I was not able to, to watch both versions this week like I did last week. Yeah, I and, watched. I I did watch it live, but you know, when, then I re, then I watched the digital version a couple times over, and I you and know, that, sometimes that I'm takes, like, was that that, that takes new? precedent? But I don't have a way to go back. And look yeah. At it. So do I scroll back up in our text and try to remember what the third <laughs> the third episode deleted or extended uh, scene was? Because now I've, I have drawn an absolute blank. We're supposed to be better at this. I do love the fact that I, I I say that sarcastically, but the the fact that when they when they say only on the CW app, you know, it's really right. they're clearly just trying to get people to go to the CW. Yeah, app there's not, there's nothing wrong with that's, that, obviously. There's nothing wrong with that, but that but it makes people like me that and you that bought the season a, a, ahead of time. Yeah. Go hey. <laughs> yeah. I wanted the extended version. What did I pay for? So I'm looking through our text and I can't seem to find. 
what the moment was. I know I know the one reason we figured it out is because we pulled up the CW app and then we pulled up our iTunes or Apple versions and there was only a two second difference, which is the little yeah. CW bumper at the beginning on the CW app version Dead that's not on the Apple version. So the time the timestamps are matching up on those. But you know, that I know the pilot didn't have one. The pilot itself was an extended episode because it was an hour and seven or hour and three minutes or right. whatever it was. But yes, episode two did have the um, Clark and Lana scene. I cannot remember for the life of me what the third one was, even though I watched both and we had this huge debate over it over text. And I haven't watched the broadcast one, so I can't. I can't answer that. I promise you, Chris. Moving forward, I will have made those notes though, because I forget. Uh, next one comes from. Thanks, uh, Chris. By the way, thank you, Chris. <laughs> yes, thank you, everybody that's emailing us. Um, next one comes from Sminja. Sminja. Sminja is the name. Oh no! I'm sorry. I just butchered that. I would love to edit that, but I'm not going to because I want to apologize. <laughs> Simaj, I so apologize. Even there's even reference made to rhymes with menage, so I'm so sorry for that. Hey now, love, love, love this week's episode. I love how we are only four episodes in, and we're really seeing the struggle of Clark trying to be Superman and Super Dad. The show is really delving into the duality of Clark and Superman in his quest to be a good father and a great husband and save the world. As promised, the show is really focusing on the relationship in Clark's life and how he navigates them. These action scenes are being shot very well, especially for the CW. Only aside I have is I wish we had a little more Metropolis. So, mm. thank you for that. Little Metropolis got goes some this week. a long way. That's right, we did. And let's see. Our buddy Tim. Tim the intern. Tim Turn. Uh, how many pages? No. Just six this week. Tim says, <laughs> Tim says, gentlemen, I continue to enjoy Superman and Lois, but there's one nagging thing that keeps bugging me. The broadcast version on demand, it was decent. I still think it's kind of a stupid uh, that Lois is trying to push such a big story through a small town newspaper in a town with a clear Morgan Edge bias. <laughs> well, that's the audience that needs to hear that. Yeah, whole, that, exactly. Yeah, format. yeah. I understand going back to the Gazette, working in a small-town paper, and helping to get it back on its feet. But in this instance, with this story, she is Lois effing Lane. She should have tons of options before to get out into an even greater audience than the town of Smallville. Cast a bigger light on it all. Frankly, as soon as people heard that Lois Lane left the Daily Planet, papers should be lining up to try and bring her on board, or at least write a guest article or an op-ed. One does not and cannot blacklist Lois Lane. She could go to Catco, go to fellow reporter Iris West, since they had a nice little dynamic in crisis. While I like that the show has been self-contained so far, it doesn't make sense for something like this when the answers are so obvious. In the long run, what was the point of merging the Earths, then, if we're going to be so self-contained? Lois could and should have her own website. How many people would follow Lois Lane on Twitter? A metric butt-ton, methinks. <laughs> I can believe a man can fly, but there's just this big elephant in the room that keeps me from fully enjoying Lois' storyline, despite loving liking uh, Bitsy's performance. Um, that doesn't bother me, uh, personally. I, I, I think it's more the mentality of this is the town that we're in, and this is... She even says in uh, Heritage, she says to Clark, I feel like this is the reason I came to Smallville. 
Yeah. You know, you've got your reason. I feel like this was mine. Ed, Edge is honing in on Smallville, and I think she's wanting to. There's also that, and I, I say this having worked for a newspaper for years and years. Um, and you see a little bit of this in Kyle, too. The, the, I think more people would be more likely to believe something. The residents of Smallville, the residents of Rice County, would be more apt to believe something they're reading in the Smallville Gazette versus the Daily Planet or the Daily Star or something Absolutely. of that Absolutely. I, 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 let me just tag on to that. Absolutely yes. they would. There's people. I live in a small town in Vermont. And let me tell you, if the New York Times or the Washington Post was lecturing to them about what some sort of CEO is doing to their town when all they're saying is jobs and opportunities, guarantee our small town newspaper would get more traction with people. Now, they'll probably still scream fake news. But but I think think that that's the level Lois wants to play at, too. And I, I think that speaks to her wanting to... The, wanting the betterment of the town and and to have that betterment of the town to expose him for what he is to 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 do it on a playing field that's got some home field advantage honestly and that that's right. that's my takeaway from that i don't know be interesting to see where she goes after this i mean it's not like she's expressed any like you know, I've put resumes everywhere and nobody yeah, will hire yeah. me. And She's I, not interested I, in that right And now. I'd totally be fine with her a, shot, a scene of her on the phone hanging up. It's like, that's the fourth paper calling me this week. You want me to do something or something like that. Like, that's fine. I want it to be her choice, but I think it has been her choice. We just haven't seen the other side of that played out on screen, kind of. Right. Um, yes, Lois Lane, Pulitzer winning reporter, intrepid, greatest journalist in the world fully believe that she has had other offers upon leaving the planet. I believe this is a lowest choice uh, to be. And I, I don't I don't see it even as much of a blacklist thing. I know there was the thing about the cease and desist at the beginning right. by giving her the papers over, but obviously she she held her on on that as they were going into the entrance of the tunnel, too. So, um, And we didn't even talk about the the uh, the aspect of that debate, that back and forth exchange with with her and Edge, about people might be curious about why you moved back here, what what, yeah. what you're up to, and I was like, oh shit! Like, when that he's was... telling her that she'll never work at the Daily Planet ever again, I was like, you mother, yeah, don't <laughs> you dare, you? <laughs> don't even. All right. Uh, so you... uh, I did want to tell Tim, yeah. uh, uh, embrace the elephant. That's all I want to say. <laughs> embrace the elephant. Brace the paradox. No, yeah. um, good deal. So, uh, Superman TV talk at gmail.com. You can email us your thoughts there. We would love to read them on the air. Another, uh, easy thing to do would be head over to our website, Superman TV And you can use the contact submission form there to email us, send it right to our inbox. That's what Super everybody, easy. uh, this week actually has done has headed to our website to send emails that way. So that's fantastic. We also would love you to tweet us, Robin is doing a fantastic job on social media at Superman TV Talk. He's been live tweeting uh, the episodes for the last couple of weeks, been interacting with a lot of you listening. Love your likes, love your retweets, and also love more than anything your replies, your interaction with us. We appreciate mm-hmm. that. Speaking of interaction, hit that follow button. That they tell us now it's a follow button, not a subscribe button. Frank's our is <laughs> our social media guru. And apparently you need to follow us on Apple Podcast or wherever ah. you uh, listen, whether it be Spotify, Google, Amazon or not. But 
Uh, one thing you can do while you're at Apple Podcast listening to us is leave us a rating and review. We would love that. That is a, a yes, big please, thing please. Um, for us. Uh, that may not even really be a big thing anymore. I don't know. But back in the day, I'll put a quarter in the Smallville jar. Uh, we loved it. We every and, and it was like emails. We would read the reviews on air, good or bad. Uh, but please leave a good one. So, and if you don't like it, just don't say anything. If if you if you didn't learn anything from Bambi, if you don't have to say something nice, just don't say anything at all. So we, but yeah, definitely Apple Podcast. Leave us a rating and review. Uh, so website, podcast, uh, email, Twitter, Instagram at Starville House of L. Over there is where you can find us and. Um, Missing anything? Shout out, shout out to Craig. Shout out to Craig at Krypton Site for all the latest Superman Lois news you need. You need to be going to Krypton Site or K-Site TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the best way to keep stay up to date with the latest and breaking news regarding not only Superman Lois, but the other CW Arrowverse shows and a plethora of other uh, television programs that he covers, uh, including Titans. I know it's coming back soon. Woo-hoo. A lot of things like that he does. Uh, so check that out. And I just thought of something else I was going to say <laughs> and I forgot it. We miss Frank this week. We'll be looking forward to having him back next yes. week. Uh, as we close out this first installment of whatever phase, whatever you want to chapter of Superman and Lois. Uh, we'll be back in a minute to talk spoilers for episode one Oh five, the best of Smallville. Uh, if you're not sticking around <laughs> till after the music though, we will see you next time. Up, up, and we're, uh, we're always around. This town, it's my kryptonite. All I'm asking is that you give Smallville a little more time. I'm saying, I'm looking for you. Where the lowest lane goes, Superman follows. All right, that was the trailer for next week's episode 105 of Superman and Lois, the best of Smallville. And right out of the gate, we seem to get an answer to a question we posed earlier in this episode. (laughs) Where exactly is Captain Luther working out of? Uh, It's a Winnebago. Uh (laughs) 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 So did he bring that over from the other Earth, or how does that work? It's a mobile tactical unit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's got Lone Star and... uh, Bar forking for him and that thing. Um, a lot to take in in this very short, very quick pace trailer, though, um, f- which definitely does kind of feel like setting us up for a hiatus of sorts. Jonathan is at his breaking point. I'm assuming that we're going to get a lot, a big focus on Jonathan next week. So. And honestly, doesn't Jonathan deserve a turn at the wheel mm. uh, for an episode? Yeah. It, it'll be good to see that. He calls Smallville his kryptonite. Um, so obviously things are coming to a head, uh, with him at the high school, with the football team, with Jordan's powers, with kind of just being forgotten a little bit in the Kent family as a result. Now that's not to say Lois and Clark have not told them how proud they are of him, but those quiet <laughs> moments don't always, uh, have long lasting, uh, <laughs> reaches yeah. when things just kind of keep hitting him left and right. So that moment where he's playing 
with Clark is playing with his boys out in the yard and he throws a, he throws a football to Jonathan and intercepts it himself. I'm like, Clark, read the room. What are you doing? Well, can't even catch that. Yeah, that was funny. But then also the, um, in this one, (laughs) in this week's the, Oh, that's why he plays defense. That that quick, that was a really good line as well. So I appreciate (laughs) that. Obviously, um, another big thing that's happening in this episode is uh uh is Captain Luther who seems to be stalking hmm. uh Lois um don't like that does he know that Clark is you know, Lois what, what's going on there he, what do you he think he must he must he must <sighs> interesting i i assume I don't know. I keep going back and forth. Is he from an alternate timeline or is he from the future? You know, so I keep going back and forth. Which one is it? Is it? Um, I, 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 yeah, think it's I don't like, think it's the future. He says like on my earth or something like that, but he could also be like, my earth is the earth of the future. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I still think this has got something to do obviously with crisis. Uh, we know Diggle's coming at some point. We, right. We've we've heard that before, so that'll be our probably our first real connection to uh, to the the predecessor shows when that happens. Um, I cannot wait till Superman has to fly him up into the sky and he gets super sick. It's going to be a great oh moment. Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> so originally, this episode was being uh, some spoilers said this episode was called the Beacon. Uh, that is not the case. It is called the best of Smallville. Robin has made several insurgents jokes because is that your favorite episode too of Smallville? No, it's Fortune, obviously. Fortune's your favorite. Well, Fortune favors <laughs> the stupid call you just made. Uh, no, no, Insurgents is noir. my all-time favorite noir. It's well, they all can't be noir. Uh, <laughs> this episode is called the best of Smallville. Let's talk about it. Uh, the official description reads: As Smallville celebrates its first Harvest Festival, uh, something that got mentioned earlier. In the series, when Chrissy says Lois should be doing a advance on that, yeah, uh, Smallville celebrates its first Harvest Festival since Martha's passing. Clark is. Well, remi- I hope little Sebastian will be there. <laughs> <laughs> Clark is reminded what his mother meant to him, and learns a lesson that will help him move past her death. That's something you know. There hadn't been a whole lot of Martha references since the first episode. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was a huge part of what brought them home. And obviously, I feel like Martha knew what was going on uh, to a degree, that there was some shady deals going on that, that needed the Clark and Lois. Not, not so much even Superman, but needed a Clark Kent uh, in Smallville. Right. So um, I'm hoping we see a flashback here between him and Martha uh, in this episode. Uh, meanwhile, Lois makes a breakthrough in the investigation of Morgan Edge. And lastly, Kyle tries to reconnect with Lana, but it seems like he might be falling back into his old ways. I just, didn't we just, okay. Didn't we well, just get we'll past that? that? <laughs> um, so on that note, early sides, casting sides kind of painted him as not only an alcoholic, but a little bit abusive. Uh, yeah. And I was kind of happy that they didn't seem to go that route, but I'm wondering if they are. Um, but obviously, it's been from the get go. It's been very laid out that um, he and Lana have issues. You know, not sharing yeah. a bedroom, and you know, 
him always sleeping on the couch, her taking pills and him drinking and that kind of thing. So, um, we'll kind of see what happens there. What do you think? They got their youngest from Canada. No one talks about it. (laughs) Her pod got knocked off course. (laughs) What do you think the, what, what do you think the, uh, breakthrough is with edge and Lois? Uh, wow. Breakthrough. I, I'm not sure. Maybe she, maybe she finds out what's in Schuster minds. Uh, are we, would that be too soon? I don't Um, know. Um, you know, I, I find it interesting that in a show about Superman, uh, one of the big, one of the plot lines I'm most interested in is Lois Lane. I mean, I love Lois. Do not get me wrong. You know, you know me, Lois Lane is my all time crush. Uh, I, I love Lois Lane, so it's not weird to me that I did. You see her in those I'm, the heels and the leather yes, jacket? Yes, I oh. did. Uh, okay, then that's all Lois Lane. So it's not just Bitsy, but yeah. no, I you know I um I'm very involved uh, engaged in this storyline uh, with her and Edge. It's obviously one of the big mysteries of the show. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see where we're heading here. Uh, but. Very, what's very interesting is nowhere in this description does it mention anything about Captain Luther, uh, and that's that's one of the big focuses. The two big focuses on the trailer are Jonathan's, uh, you know, coming and raveling with with Smallville, being in Smallville, which is not listed here, and then Captain Luther. So maybe her breakthrough is that she discovers that he's affiliated with this weird guy that lives in a van down by the river. Maybe so. Uh, so that's it. That's all we've got for this one. And again, once this episode oh. airs, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, uh, definitely want to let everybody know since we are in spoiler territory, they did announce the, uh, first two episodes after the hiatus with the titles are, uh, I haven't on, even seen that. So go ahead. Oh, on May 18th. Uh, episode six is called smells like teen spirit. <laughs> is it really, really? And on May 25th, episode seven is called, Man of Steel. We're just going to go right there. Uh, We'll see what happens. All right. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. So we will be back next week to discuss the fifth episode of the season. Hopefully all three of us will be together. No, this was a long one, uh, but really had fun, Robin. Yeah. uh, Going through this one with you. So uh, until. (laughs) (laughs) So we will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.